Welcome, everybody, to the Couple Nurses Podcast with your awesome host, Matt, and myself, Peter. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your reviews, your comments. Make sure you follow us on YouTube. We're on all platforms. We also have couplenurses.com where we post all our show notes, a lot of our vlogs, and literally all our content. So make sure to check us up over there. And most importantly, YouTube, we're over a thousand subs. So thank mm-hmm. you all for that, that have subscribed and, you know, let's get it, get it going. Let's get 10,000. Let's get more hours. We're on, like I said, multiple times, YouTube, and we're cool to look at while we podcast. So exactly. Not to mention our merch is coming out soon. On today's episode, we're going to talk about moving out of nursing school, whether the choice is to move before, after nursing school, during, when is the right time. How much maybe financial money have to get saved? All these questions on today's episode. Yeah, this is a good one for all you new nurses out there debating on whether you should leave mommy and daddy's nests and you know fly off on your own. Personally, I moved out after nursing school. It was maybe like a year and a half. I believe it was a year and a half or, or two years. I moved from suburbs to the city of Chicago. I got a condo and I thought that was a pretty good time frame for me. And I believe you've been moved out. Yeah, my, then. my situation was a little bit different because I was supposed to purchase a crotch rocket, aka a motorcycle. I uh, kind of talked my way out of it and said I invested into a condo. So I actually moved out when I was 20 years old. And um, that was tough because I was actually in nursing school or starting when all this was happening. So I'll talk about it during the episode. And it's, uh, yeah, just like uh, we mentioned, it, it grows you so much when you go on your own. It's it probably really does. yeah. It's definitely one of the biggest moves you're ever going to make make in your life, and there is no perfect time frame. It's one of those things where you go at your own pace, depending on how your financial situation is, how your situation is at home, what do you feel like doing, just how much you value your space, just things like that. There's no cookie cutter time frame of when you should move out. Just when you're comfortable, and most importantly, when you're financially able to to do it exactly because money is the root of all evil so if you don't have enough money you can't control anything and you can't control moving out or if you're moving out you got to move back in because your finances are drained so there's a few things to consider before moving out and moving out is a pivotal point in your life and it's going to harness an environment full of growth full of growth full of stress full of change and also probably some anger, some sadness, because it is a process. You're going to have a lot of different emotions because not only do you have to look for a place, then you have to buy the things to move in. And the financial worries as well, they continue on. Because not only do you have to have the finances to buy or rent off the bat, you also have to purchase all these things and keep up with, with, with bills. So the first thing that you have to consider is your financial situation. Do you have a good amount of money saved up? And this is always the first thing you should do once you land that beautiful nursing job and, and get that nice salary, especially if you're coming from from a job that that's minimum wage or or borderline minimum wage. And now you're making like 70K or whatever the mm-hmm. case might be. Yeah, it's, yeah. A huge, it's a huge jump. Yes, what I recommend for sure, if you're still kind of backlogged financially, is live at home for, for, for a little bit. Live at home for a year, a two, three, however long it takes you to, to, to build that, that financial backing. Because last thing you want is to move out for two years and then move back in with your parents. Because that's going to be a giant shift in dynamic and you don't want to be in that position. Because you just feel, you just feel like shit if you have to move back in your parents. You're going to feel like you, you failed. So you're better off just staying home longer if, if you can. And then saving up some money and then moving out comfortably. Yeah. And once you have that money, you have to make a decision for yourself whether you want to rent or own. And it's one of those things when, you know, when you're renting, you feel like you're paying money and you're putting money to something that's just going to thin air. Meaning you never own the property. 
So when you're moving out, those are things to consider. You know, if you want to go and live and experience it and you want to move out for a year or two when you sign a lease, go ahead and do that. Um, but the thing is, is you're never going to own this damn thing. So this is not going to be an asset, unfortunately. It's almost like a car where it's depreciating. But in this case, it doesn't even depreciate because you don't own it. So that's another big thing, because if you think about it, let's just say you're paying rent 2K a month, wherever you live. That's $24,000 a year. That's $48,000 in two years. And now after your lease, that's it. What could you do with that 48K? I mean, you could throw it down to a down payment and put 20% down and purchase a home or a condo. So, for example, my situation when I moved out, um, my option was to purchase the place. It was uh, not too expensive. I was able to be younger and have a credit card. So I had a little bit of um, like a credit built up. I was actually able to have a co-signer, aka my parents. So I decided to purchase a, a condo and have a loan. So in this case, instead of paying $1,000 a month or whatever the case might be, you're spending that $1,000 and you're actually putting down principle into a future place you're going to own. And so, I, so those yeah. are the benefits and you know. And I don't own a home and I haven't bought a home yet, but if I'm not mistaken, the government offers you a, or the system offers you a, a better loan when you're a first time home buyer. You have a little bit of, of, of perks that, that goes in it. So your first home is always going to be easier to, to pay off and easier to deal with. That's a lot of people are recommending that your first home shouldn't be your home, it should be an investment property. Because you can take advantage of those, of those first-time homebuyer perks. Yeah, not including like your homeowner's exemption, you know. Mm. And when you're owning, there's also things to consider because when you're renting, you're just paying a, you're paying a fat, uh, fat, flat fee. You have nothing to worry about. It could when, be a fat fee. It could be fat, man, especially if you don't pay on time. Yeah. So when you're owning, there's things that to consider, right? You have a loan from a bank. You need to have your house insured. They're not going to give you a loan without insurance, homeowner's insurance. That's something you have to pay every single month. Not including that, you own the damn thing. So you got to pay property taxes. Not every state has it. Depends on where you live or what part of the country. Here where we are in Illinois or Cali, where we lived, you got to pay property taxes. And they're fat. And they're fat. PH, let me just tell you. So things to consider. Not only are you going to pay your mortgage, now you got utilities. You got things to add on. So before you make that decision... Like, let's put all that into perspective. It's not, it's not as easy as going, getting up and packing. There's going to be the financials that you might have to worry about. So take all that into consideration, electricity, gas. For example, I live in a condo. You got to pay homeowners association. That's another monthly payment that's going to screw you over. Uh, I pay, for example, 170 It's tiny. There's people that pay $300 a month just for homeowners association, which is um, having your grass cut, flowers, Trash. trim trash taken out water in this case i have gas included so i don't pay a gas bill that's in my homeowners association so every single place is going to differ differ you got to do your research before you're going to commit and move out yeah and if your association covers like it doesn't match generation gas you're probably smart off getting like a gas oven as well yes try to make all your i mean not all of them but try to make most of your utilities gas that way you save a little bit of money because Everybody plays that, pays that association fee. I mean, think about it, man. I could bake all freaking damn day. No one can tell me shit. Yeah, I yeah. pay the same fixed price. It's a perk. Right. Yeah, all those things that mommy and daddy used to pay for at home, it's not going to happen. You might need to get your own Netflix. You might need to get your own cell phone. You know, those things add up. Groceries that yeah. were there for you every week, they're not going to be there for you anymore. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a big job. It's a big step towards adulthood. 
This right. is when you're actually becoming an adult. Because, yeah, you might think, oh, I'm an adult. I'm a nurse. I save people for a living. Yeah, but you still live at mom and dad's house. And technically, you're not a fully-fledged adult because you don't really <laughs> have anything in your name. Nor do you, you, you. Some of you might have some bills, but you don't really pay the, the, the full bills. You've got a cool stethoscope on your, yeah. on your neck. And another thing, let's just say you're in a financial bubble. You're trying to figure things out. You're moving out. You could also have a roommate. So the reason why I was able to figure it out when I was only 20 years old and move out is I had somebody to help me pay my damn mortgage because I wasn't able to, I was working part-time, but that was not enough to make all my ends meet. So uh, before I purchased a home, I actually talked to my best friends at the time and I actually was able to partner up with them, meaning I roommate with them. He paid whatever I established there and that actually helped me get through while I finished nursing school and then I didn't need a roommate. Yeah. Especially if you have a high interest loans or, or school loans, you should probably try and hold off on, on moving out until you get those paid off a little bit because then you're just, you're just adding more financial burden to your life because some of these school loans that some of these nurses get, they're, they're a lot and they take years to pay off. And some of these nurses that use credit cards, they also have a lot of loans. Those are high <laughs> interest, which, which makes it even harder. So I would say pay off those and make sure you're financially comfortable and then take those steps. Yeah, it sounds cool. And your friends, some of your friends might move out right after nursing school. And that, that's great. Doesn't mean you have to necessarily move out. It's just what they're doing. You don't have to always look at what your friend's doing and think you should always be on their level. Yeah, FOMO, man. Yeah. Real FOMO. Because you might not even, they might be your friends, but they might be in, in debt and they're screwing themselves over and longer by moving out. And then in three years, you'll move out and guess what? They might have to move them back to their parents' house because they weren't smart with their financial situation. Yeah. I, I mean, that's how I kind of, I was where I moved out and after like a, oh, I actually waited a very long time. I didn't purchase my uh, my car for a while. But well, that's another thing. There's there's people that don't move out and instead they purchase a freaking damn expensive car for like 30, 40K. Now you're stuck on mortgage for five years or paying off your car note. Mm. That's what I meant to say, car note. So it's like, just think about it. I understand there's a lot of like social pressure, like let's just say being a dude and you want to pick up a chick and all that. So you just get a nice car or you want you want to have logistics and you have, you want to have your own place. You want to walk around naked and all that fun stuff. I mean, yeah, there's perks and benefits. But honestly, like think things through, you know, because you might get just stuck in it. And like once you sign that damn note or that mortgage, like there's no going back. You're going to pay a penalty when you cancel your lease if you're renting. Mm, exactly. That's a very good point. Another thing to consider is where do you want to move to? Do you want to move to a suburb, a city? Do you, do you live around L.A.? Because rent's going to differ. If you're not in a best fine situation, but let's say you want to move out or you have to move out, then you're probably better off taking not the most ideal place to live and maybe fix it up yourself or just deal with it or just rent for the first year if you're, if you're still unsure just to get out of the house or, or whatever maybe you know you you know the house that you live in you have a lot of siblings and it's getting crowded people have been in those situations which are understandable but you don't always have to max out just because you get approved for let's say a six hundred thousand dollar loan doesn't mean you should take that six hundred thousand dollar loan you could get a condo for 200k or or, or whatever something smaller because the bank and the government is going to try to milk you for, for every dollar that you have. So they're going to want to push that 600K loan because they're going to make the most money out, out of you in a situation. Yep. And people are always going to try to use you. So, so don't get used. And <laughs> location matters. So if you're, if you're buying, that's probably a more important detail to, to look into is where. Location, location, location. All realtors say that, right? That's the reason why McDonald's is, has the most real estate out of any, any company in the world because they focus on, on location. There's a McDonald's on, on, on every busy corner. And they're smart about it because even though that restaurant might, might fail in that, in that area, the location is so good that a Burger King wants to still pay them a nice 
nice profit margin for yeah. that location. And what Peter's also saying is, let's just say, you're, yeah, you're going to pick this desirable location you want to live in. Location does matter in this instance too, because if you're purchasing a home where there's going to be some remodeling going on, they're expanding, there's a school going to be nearby, let's just say they're building a stadium or something, that property value is going to increase. So your home is only going to increase as an asset. So why not purchase it in one of these up and coming locations if you're going to already live there for five years? Mm-hmm. That's, that's one of those things that you're doing if you're going to purchase something, right? And if you're just renting, I mean, yeah, location is going to matter whether you want the beach or you want the, you know, you want to live in like a high rise where there's like access to a pool gym. Mm-hmm. You know, here we're just, we, we have a very wide perspective because we went from like, you know, we're right next to the city. We're living in like the outskirts of the city. We know the suburbs and we kind of know how California operates when it comes to being by the beach. So you choose. Yeah. Yeah. Another reason, probably the biggest one to consider is why do you move, want, why do you want to move out? Uh, we stated that a little, a little bit ago as well. Do you want to move out because your friends are moving out? Do you want to move out because someone's pulling you to move out? Is the home dynamics not the best and you want to avoid that so you decide to move out? Those are all things to, to consider. And with, with this, you shouldn't look at, like I said, people around you. Do this at your own pace. Everybody makes different ki- kinds of money. Everybody grows at a different level. There is no time frame f- for this. There's no, hey, by the age of 23, you should have your own place. It doesn't work. Just don't put yourself in a worse situation than you are in currently. That's the worst thing you can do to yourself. And sometimes yeah. people do that thinking that, hey, I'm a nurse. I make this, this good money. I can afford this kind of house. But yeah, you can afford that kind of house. But then you also want to go on vacation. You also want to dish out a little money for some new shoes, for, for some activities, right? All, all that adds on. And by you buying a house, getting a mortgage or renting, it might not allow you to experience those things in life. So you're better off holding off, staying at home and experiencing travel, vacationing, things like that. Or if, you, if you're already a year into this, maybe you want to try travel nursing. Maybe you should expand your horizon a little bit. Check out some new states. Yeah. Just because you like the way Illinois is, you might like Nevada better. You might like Ohio better. You never know if you don't try it out. So if you're kind of looking for your home and you're kind of iffy if you want to stay in the same neighborhood or the same state or the same city and you're already a year or two into nursing, why not travel? You might find a more desirable location somewhere outside the state you currently reside in. And that's a perk where like they pay for your housing so you could experience different cities, different locations, people, everything. Yeah. Travel nursing is addicting. Let me just tell you now, like it's like it's a whole vibe, man. Like, it's a trip. It, it's a trip because you get excited about everything. You go into a brand new location. You're figuring everything out like your sensories are on overload, like even in life. Right. Like the way you learn and gain experience is just being right on that edge, that that sweet spot between fear and just not being fearful. Right. I, I, we were talking about this over the weekend. And when you're lean, leaning on the edge every single day, you're just growing and gaining so much from this. Yeah. And I think that's why moving out is just so beneficial because once you leave that nest, you start realizing how everything matters, man. Like if you don't make a grocery list and you keep forgetting to purchase food for the next couple of days, I mean, shit, eventually you're going to either have to, you know, Uber Eats or you have to go to Aldi or whatever store Trader Joe's and purchase something because you're going to starve. Mm. And that's where that responsibility comes in. It just changes the dynamic. Yeah, it's very interesting. So now we want to list some of the benefits of, of moving out. There's two major benefits. The first one we want to touch upon is the freedom. When, when, you're living, when you're living alone, you're your own king. You, you control everything. You could do whatever you want, when you want. And that's a double-edged sword because you could take the negative route. And like Matt said, you could be lazy, not go grocery shopping, keep buying Uber Eats, keep paying more money for, for food. 
food that you don't have to spend it on them because grocery shopping is a lot cheaper than buying that that Uber Eats meal from whatever restaurant you want. Yeah. But that, but that freedom is amazing. There's no there's no one home when you come home, which could be kind of lonely, but no one's looking over your shoulder. No one's no one's telling you, hey, your socks are on the ground. No one's telling you to do these these chores. You have to do them yourself. Yeah, so you could be lazy. <laughs> yeah, you could, you could be lazy, but you also have the freedom of to do things whenever you want. And that just shows you, over time, you're going to learn what kind of person you are. And you're going to learn more about yourself. And that's the amazing thing about it because you're not going to, to grow as much living at home compared to growing when you're alone because you're responsible for everything. Yeah. Because if, guess what? If you forget to pay that comment bill, guess what? Power's getting shut off. If you forget to pay the internet bill, guess what? You can't do that homework yeah, or whatever could, you want and to it do could be also Yeah, it could be also like the smallest thing where like you have a tendency or a bad habit to always leave the dishes in overnight. You always left dishes in the sink when you're at your parents' house. Once you move out, I mean, damn, those dishes just keep on stacking, keep on smelling. Eventually, you got a fly circling around there laying an egg. You better wash those things. Yeah, because at home, you know? right? Because at home, some sometimes something just magically clean themselves, you know? Because there's like five people in the house. Sometimes you know, leave something. Sometimes you, get, you wake up the next morning and it's, and it's clean. You know, you're not gonna have that anymore because you actually got to clean it. Yeah, and and also like having a roommate and then not we we roommated for eight months with Luke and all that. Uh, geez, having a roommate at first and then finally being free, you'll realize when you move out on your own, depending on if, you know on your financial situation, having not having a roommate is the best thing. It really is because you there's people that cherish your space and freedom. For example, I love it. You can do so much on your own. You get to sing in the shower. I mean, you name it. You know, I don't do it personally. You can walk around naked. I think that's the fucking best perk. <laughs> I agree with that one. So so yeah, you know. Um, and then also another thing I should mention when it comes to like moving out, uh, the whole thing between owning and renting, right? So if you're renting, there's a benefit there where nothing matters. If there's something broken in the house or anything around it, you have a landlord who you just let you just let them know. It's not, it's not your problem. But when you're you're purchasing and you own, if something messes up, let's just say the toilet's clogged. Jeez, I'm trying to have a better example. Pipe is cracked, something like that. Water's leaking. Water's leaking, yes. It's your responsibility. You're going to have to reach out to somebody. There's no one above you to take care of that. Mm. So I think that changes the dynamic too when you're living on your own. Yeah, the other benefit that I want to talk about is responsibility. Some people see an increased responsibility as a negative, but it's it's a totally positive thing in, in our end and in our perception because you grow more with more responsibility. You're actually an, an adult. Like I keep mentioning this over and over again. Like you're responsible for everything that, that you do. If things don't get done, you have nobody to blame, nobody to yell at by yourself. If if you don't clip after yourself and you never realize that you need to clip after yourself because your mom and dad clean up after you, this is when you're gonna realize. You're gonna learn how to do laundry. You're gonna learn how to do dishes, how to operate the, the dishwasher. You're going to learn how to uncloud the toilet because you're not gonna be able to say, Hey dad, can you uncloud the toilet for me? Because yeah. I you know put so much toilet paper or I just, you know big dookie in there you know <laughs> whatever it's it's yeah. it's a giant opportunity for growth and over time and over time you might see yourself struggling but the the, the struggle is is how you how you grow as a person you have to embrace the struggle and it's gonna suck sometimes you're gonna feel lonely sometimes you're not gonna feel like doing certain things sometimes but that's just how that's just how, how life works you're going to get the get a true life experience of actual living life without anybody else and it's it's going back to freedom, but it's just you don't really understand life until you're living by yourself and responsible for, for everything that you do. There's no there's Very no there's nobody to to say, Hey, I forgot, can you finish it for me? 
It's you got to do it. If it's not, you don't do it now, guess what? It's going to be there tomorrow. So you think when you move out, you turn from a boy to a man, huh? Oh, for sure. For sure. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. And that's, that's, it's funny because I moved out so early on and I became, I think that's what matured me the most. And for it's sure. funny because when we were amongst friends, I was, um, I was always like being the most responsible and it's like, I was always a father figure in the group and it just makes sense because being on my own just matured me. And sometimes I tend to see things other people don't. Mm. Just just being on my own. Uh, one another thing to consider that we didn't mention is like pets. Mm. You know, That's we don't one. we both don't own pets, so we didn't mention it. But yeah, like if you have a dog, cat, and a dog, vice versa. That's another responsibility where where are you gonna have like a dog app? Are you actually able to take care of this dog? You know, maintenance. Can you leave it at home? Can it poop all over? Mm. Um, if you're renting, that's another thing because. Uh, some places will not allow you to have pets. Yep. And let's just say you have your homeowner's insurance and you're purchasing a place. Hey, listen, if you got a pet, your homeowner's insurance is going to increase because that's a liability. The dog can knock a candle out. The thing could get on fire. Therefore, you're going to be paying more a month. Yeah. yeah, the biggest thing that I learned when I moved out was regarding the responsibility and talking more about it is is just how much things are required for you, for you to live. Like th- things, things add up. Because you're going to have more tasks, more things to do. Like sometimes grocery shopping takes like two to three hours. If there's a long line or you just can't find something or just a lot of people. Like these things that you take for granted at at home that you actually have to to do, they take time. They take time. And you're going to have a day where you planned out, you're going to do this, this, and this. Especially when you're new to to living alone. You're going to plan out six things and you're only going to do two. And you're like, damn, where the hell's my time gone? Because you, you had to go grocery shopping and you had to cook, right? So that's that could be, sometimes that could be three to four hours, man. It, it just it just takes time, and you're gonna have to make sacrifices. Oh yeah, especially cooking, because of course when you purchase things from fast food places, you don't know what you're putting into. So, you know, both Peter and I love to cook and find out what's going in our damn bodies, and yeah, that's a huge portion of it. And I think that's why it's really important too. Once you move out, is you need to separate time between work family, whatever you're doing, and then also time for personal things. And those mm-hmm. personal things aren't necessarily self-love for yourself. It's cleaning around the house. If you got a you know lawn, you got to mow it. You're going to be cleaning, sweeping, doing the dishes, laundry. Um, I personally like to clean the house every single week. So th- those are added tasks, added hours to your day. You know, So if you're already a busy person and maybe a nursing school or job, just consider that these things it's like having a, I mean, I don't want to compare it to a child, but it's just a freaking take on, it's going to take a huge part of your schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Time. Definitely. You got to have a good routine. And the thing about having a good routine is you can make it any kind of routine that you want. It just has, has to be efficient because no one's going to interfere with your schedule because you're living alone. So routine is key. And that's how you, you stay sane in the beginning by having a, a good routine and being prepared for things that you know you have to do. Like Matt said, Saturdays for Polish is for cleaning. You yep. know? Maybe you go shopping twice a week, Monday and, and, and Friday or something like that. And then you, you, or you cook Monday, Wednesday, Friday and you stay to it because then you're going to realize or over time you're going to realize that how much time you have to devote to each of these tasks and you're able to better spread out these tasks throughout the week. But that comes with patience and with time. And that's something you're going to get down the first week because right. you really don't know how much how much time to me these, these things are. Yeah. And you're going to learn how to be more efficient. Like, for example, maybe if you got to buy a few things in a grocery, maybe you'll pop your laundry in, go grocery shopping. When you come back, laundry's done. Pop Hell in yeah, the dryer, that's what I do. <laughs> right, pop the laundry in a dryer, do something else, take, out, take it out of the dryer. You're going to become more efficient because you're going to be more aware of what these expectations are for, for you to do. 
as an as an adult mm. and another thing is like for example like meal prepping right uh, i didn't do it for the sake of trying to lose weight knowing all my calories like meal prepping came naturally to me because i'm trying to cut time in the kitchen because everything takes so long to cook mm. if you're going to cook every single day that just takes up two hours every day sometimes cleaning why not do it once sacrifice the two hours have it ready for the next couple of days you know those are yeah just like you say those are things you just learn yeah. from being trying to be more efficient yeah like great about cooking so when you think of cooking you think of oh you know i'm gonna get some food out real quick but what you have to think about cooking is not just cooking the food and i'd say there's prep time there's actual cooking time cleaning time and then there's dishes time and then you gotta have time to eat right so that's already four or five things that go into just cooking yeah and this is a subject that you pick on that you pick up on when you're when you're living alone because you know if you want to make a make a dish and you have all you have all the ingredients because you didn't buy them, I guess what you can't make that dish, right? Or you have to go to the store and pick it up. It's not going to be available to you because your mom bought them. Or hey, mom, can you stop by this on your on your way home and drop and drop it off because I'm trying to make pasta burrata sauce. Yeah, it's not like that. And another great life lesson that living on your own like taught me is the amount of food that you're purchasing every single week. So there's only one person if you're living alone that consumes this food. So you're going to become more and more efficient of what you consume on a weekly basis. And you're going to be consuming less. I mean, you're going to be buying less of it because there are so many instances when I first, you know, moved out, I kept throwing food away and, and you feel guilty about it, but you just don't have time to eat it. Or if you're eating too much, you're gaining weight. So you're not trying to do that either. So eventually you get into such a system, you know, exactly. You're going to eat three apples this week, two, two uh, cucumbers, 12 eggs, packet of ba- uh, bacon. You know, I love bacon. <laughs> And it, it lasts me the week. So you just, you, you get fine-tuned. I, I love it. Yeah, and then it's a straight system. It's a business. Hey, it's Monday. I gotta go, I go shopping. Hey, it's Wednesday. I got to make food. And it's, uh, it's beautiful to look back on and just see how, how you've grown and how you changed from the person you were when you were living at your parents' house. Yeah, and essentially, that's exactly what our bodies are doing too. You're just doing it with your mind. Just like your body's trying to uh, save energy because it's maintaining homeostasis and all that, where our uh, brain is programming habits. Same thing here, you're just trying to use less energy in your in your life, in your week, and you're just fine tuning this system of the tasks and the habits that you have to do in order to maintain living on your own. Right, right, and then these things that, that, you, that you mentioned is, the beauty of it is it gets engraved in you and you become a better employee, a better nurse in the hospital because you're becoming more efficient, you're creating these these different neural, neural neural connections with neuroplasticity because you're doing different things that you're not used to doing and you apply those to work and you become more efficient at work. Somehow your time management just starts to get better yeah. because you've moved now. Now you've been living alone for a year and now you notice that, hey, I'm not you know, being backlogged at work. My, my meds are passed on time and you can't figure out why. Well, it's because you've moved out and you've learned better time management skills and became more efficient because you know how to, how to run the house. And if you know how to run the house, well, then guess what? Running you know, a, a patient's health isn't the most challenging thing in the world anymore. Yeah. And I think it works vice versa too. If you have somebody that's living on their own and you just walk into their home and you can tell it's messy or disorganized, or maybe let's just say you live in your own home and you're looking at your room and it looks like a freaking mess. Um, this is just an opinion, but there's a strong correlation that the way your room room looks is kind of the way you're kind of operating and running your life. Mm-hmm. You know, if shit's all over the place, you might be the same exact person. You, know, you might be a little bit all over. I get it. You're busy. Um, and also, 
we don't have the opinion of a female here. <laughs> we should yeah. probably ask them, hey, how is it to being a girl and moving on and living on your own? Because they have all these extra things. And I know how some women's uh, rooms are. There's just shit all over the place. Maybe that's okay. They're still organized, but they're just sorting it through. And it takes three days and they sort it every three days. I don't know how they operate. If there's a female out there on the podcast, hop on. We want to know how it is to live on your own. Yeah. Or with roommates as a girl. <laughs> well, I mean, I've lived with with a girl before for you know a little bit of time, and I could I could vouch that that there's definitely they definitely have more stuff than than I do. Then, yeah, yeah. And um, in my situation, um, the girl that I lived with was messier than than me, which you know was a little bit annoying. But you know, you communicate and things things get done. So it's a different perspective. Like same with you living in a roommate. I'm sure you guys didn't always get along with everything. I'm sure not everything was always done as opposed to yeah and then you know ideally you want to grow grow together and if you're in a good cohesive environment where communication is good you're able to keep each other accountable and and work around things and help each other with things you know just because someone was supposed to wash dishes and they didn't do them you know then you, you do them and then vice versa you, that's it's not i feel like if you're living with, with somebody i don't think um you should have like a schedule of wednesday you do you do dishes Thursday, I do this. I don't think that that works. Oh, like works switching well. off or yeah. something, having a routine yeah. like that. Okay. I, don't think, I don't think that works well. I th- I think it's it's something that that has to be established with communication. Where if there's let's just say for for dishes, someone someone's got to wash them. You know, like you have to be be genuine, and sympathetic. That if someone keeps washing dishes, maybe you should wash them. You should yeah. notice that you shouldn't be told to wash dishes, right? I'm just I'm just saying that just just as an example, right? You should have that kind of mindset to to hey. Matt's been cleaning a lot. Maybe I should, you know, clean up a little bit. Yeah, and it's kind of funny because we're all roommating in California. And sometimes we had just busy as weeks of recording, hospital, trying to vlog. And the kitchen always looked like shit sometimes. I mean, we we had those instances where we're very clean. But in other places, we're busy. It just looked like a shit storm. And we just didn't know how to figure out how to keep, let's just say, the kitchen clean. So we just developed like a point system man it was so funny and like if you get enough points through the week man you might be doing laundry it worked for a little bit but then like like we got busy and it's just like like shit no one was doing anything because because they couldn't yeah you know and that's kind of how it was and plus you're feeding three 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 fuck three three dudes three dudes so it takes a lot of a lot of prep work yeah it's not just like three steaks like yeah three steaks is 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 good but we need some kind of potatoes some vegetables and it's only one meal right so we were cooking three to four times a day so it when you cook three or four times a day for three people, it's a lot of time. Yeah, especially, like, let's just say, making eggs, right? You're making scrambled eggs for yourself with three, four eggs. I mean, here I am using a whole damn car just for breakfast. So yeah. it's it changes the game of how you're shopping and all that. Oh, that's another cool perk. If you have roommates and you're, you guys are grocery shopping for each other or taking turns the way we did in California, if you have an Apple phone, which I think the majority of people do listening uh, you can actually go on your reminders. You can make a grocery list. You can share it with your roommate or your friend in this case. And whoever's out shopping that week, you guys can have a simultaneous grocery list that could be added on. You guys could just check mark and make sure everybody buys what's on that list. Yeah, yeah, that's smart. And this conversation reminds me of, of Jordan Peterson, especially when you brought up the, 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 the room thing. If you want to clean up your mind and clean up your life, the first thing you should start with is cleaning up your room. Because like Matt said, a lot of times your, your bedroom is is correlated to to the way way you are as an individual and if a room is always shitty guess what you, you go to sleep and it's messy and you wake up into that mess so how can you 
be stable and become congruent with your ethics and your thoughts if you wake up, open your eyes, and there's just shit all over the place. Right. It would bother the hell out of me. I think it would give me anxiety right from the morning, That's, just yep. seeing shits all over the place. Is that why it's probably done like yeah, that? Yeah. Makes yep. sense. Any other wise words? I'm thinking, man. I've been living on my own for so long. It's almost like second nature to me. And I'm just trying to like pick apart my life in this episode mm-hmm. and try to give the most knowledge or experiences that I have. Yeah, just take your time. Don't rush. Just because everyone's moving out it doesn't mean you, mean you have to. Like financial portion is probably the key. Yes. Because if the biggest stress for, for anybody is, is financial. If you are always stressed about your money, that's hard to live. It's, it's really hard to live. So take your time. And then move out, stay at mom and dad's house for two years, three years, four years, five years, however much you deem necessary, and then move out. You're going to be be in a less stressful environment and you're going to be able to grow in a in a fully in a, like a full level without that added stress. Because financial stress is, is is huge. It's huge. Like you like we grew up in not in like our parents weren't wealthy. We were we were, we were fairly uh, poor. Pretty we, poor. We oh, yeah. yeah, and money was always on our parents' mind. And, you know, it, it sucks when you ask your mom, hey, can I, can I get this or can I join this? And they tell you no because you don't have the money for it. And, and you don't want to oh, be yeah. the person. Yeah. And it's even shadier when you tell yourself that. It's different when, when your mom says, hey, we don't have the money for it, which is okay because, like, you're asking for them to pay for it. But then when you want to buy something and you're saying, no, I, I, I can't afford that or I can't pay for that, that, that's, that feels even worse. That's, that feels a lot worse than your mom and dad telling you you can't, you can't yeah, buy it. And, and it's just a waste of daily energy, energy. You're just wasting your life force thinking about, oh, I can't do that or trying to calculate, making ends meet, living the paycheck, paid paycheck. It's not worth it. Yeah. I wanted to say something else about that money part. Oh, man, this slipped out. It's all right. We'll come back. If you guys have any questions about moving out or want any tips or any questions they have that we might have not addressed, just reach out to us as well. Yeah, and I feel like we can make a whole episode about like living with a roommate and relationships regarding that and yeah. how do you guys get along. So maybe if you guys like this episode, we'll make another one about that. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your time. Make sure it's on YouTube. We have some awesome vlogs and there are awesome YouTube videos. And this podcast is unedited. And it's not live on YouTube, but it's there uncut. Exactly. Hope you guys appreciate us. Love you guys. Take care. See you guys next week. Bye-bye.